Hello and welcome to episode 23 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined tonight by my amigo Mars and our amiga Kylie. Hello guys. How are we doing? Um, we're, we're doing okay. I think we're having varying, um, varying nights, shall we say, but we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, we're recording listeners on Wednesday night after an explosive night to wrap up double game week 27 with Man City and Southampton playing out a seven goal goal fest. Um, as always, we begin our show with a brief review of the game week. So, um, starting off with the best and finishing with the worst. Well, this week, I had the pleasure of saying that it was me, the top spot this week, um, 92 points. Foden came through with the three assists, obviously. Um, it was one of those ones kind of could have gone either way because I wanted Huge to go for... Huge week. Huge. Yeah, it's massive. The, no, the, it, gap, the gap to second place is unbelievable. <laughs> it was a 25% um, jump in rank from basically Fantastic. just outside of the one mil to like 750k. Other people have been gone down to 750k and all depressed, but um, after the season now, it's, it's, nice. it's nice to have finally broken through that one million barrier because I know... Kylie has it, um, has had it for a while, the one million, and it seems to be a difficult one to get through. But yeah, very happy with that. Foden, Kane, um, Cancelo did nothing for me in terms of the point for Man City, but Gundogan and Foden were my uh, my other two Man City representatives. And of course, Burkett Bruno. So um, yeah, good week in all. Um, Marzi, you're next up on 64 minus four points on the game week. Tell us a little bit about that. Nah, nah, it was okay. Um Gondo captain did all right. Um, no KDB or Foden. Uh, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself. Uh, I think on the pod last week I was saying that uh, I'll probably keep Bruno. There's no point in selling a premium. Then decide last minute at night to, to, to sell him for Son. And that cost me, um, with a change of mind, bringing Antonio sort of Lingard in total 15, 13 or 15 points. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I made the decision. So I, I, um, let's see over the next three to five games, that's, that's where the difference could be. But sitting now thinking, oh, crap, Bruno's playing West Ham at home. And that's what happens. And that's why I hate doing those moves when players are not injured. But, yeah, I mean, it's OK. An OK game week uh, went, went down in, in, in OR. But uh, you know what? It's, 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 it's fine for now. Uh, yeah, mm. could have been worse. Good stuff, Mersey. Um, Kylie, you're a third of us for tonight on 56 minus four. Um, unfortunately, yeah, you, you got bit by the Sterling um, benching. It was um, really unlucky for you. But um, tell us, listeners, a little bit about that. Yeah. This was a, a, another, I'm, I mean, sort of one of those little runs where decisions, my sort of initial instinct, and I'm not going with it. Um, this was a bit frustrating. Like Mars, I sold uh, Bruno for Son. I actually don't mind that. Like, I, you know, yes, Bruno got, what, 10 points and it was five for Son. Right. I, I actually don't care. I was, I was happy with that move. Um, what was quite frustrating is I went to the wire on, um, Changing Barnes to Maris, um, or selling Salah for Sterling, um, and because I knew, I knew, like even though we talk about, oh, don't go all in on double game weeks, I still wanted to do it, right? Um, I have Diaz as well, and in the end, I decided to sell Salah for Sterling um, simply because I thought Sterling, having had a rest, was more likely to play both. Um, than than Mares, even though I I fancied Mares and Mares is obviously on form, um, but I really didn't think he would play twice. And um, so yeah, I went that way, and I I I don't mind having sold Salah. Um, it's not that it's it's that I went for Sterling, and then I captained him, and 
if I had have gone for Mares, I while I wouldn't have captained Mares, I would have captained Gundy. But obviously, that's a fairly sizable swing in points. It's like twenty something points, I think. Yeah, um, and, and you know what, Kylie, you were you were unlucky. Sorry, let let me just you were unlucky because you made you. I think you made the right move. We, yeah. we were talking last week about ranks, right? And we said if you're if you're lower rank wh- where you are, it's it's better to make that you know the the, the bold the bold moves, selling the Bruno and the Salah because you you can't stay template if you want to move up. And Sterling is not highly owned. It's just no. I think the flip of the coin where you went with Sterling, right? And it was it, I wouldn't Definitely. say it was the wrong decision. It's just unfortunately for you, Pep and Mares just delivered. Uh, and I think yeah, you were really unlucky in that. That's it, and I completely agree with you. And I actually I I. I do not in any way regret the sale of Salah or Bruno. It's in no way to do with, with them. Um, it is the frustration over the Sterling versus Mares. And there was a lot of reasons to believe that, um, you know, Mares was a, a riskier pick. So that's frustrating. And it was all compounded by having benched Shaw. And because there is a rule in the game of FPL whereby Kylie can't get bench points, um, naturally he stayed there. So... Mm. Just one of those. Oh yeah, no, it, it's frustrating. But but as you said, it's it's the, the, you can even look back on it and go, they were the right decision, didn't have the right outcome. This one's never <laughs> go my way this year. And the reason we're discussing it is because, like Kylie and myself, a lot of people did it. A lot of people in uh, at the higher ranks tried to make those bold moves, and you just got unlucky. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't let that deter you or others or, or from making those moves because I think it's the right way to climb up. I mean, Don. You where you said million, you went with Ford and Captain, absolute differential, and it worked for you. And he should have got more in that game, to be honest. Um, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's one way to climb up. I've, I've said this before. And the reason I'm going on about it is because I think a lot of people are discussing yeah, this in, so on Twitter. What, what to do? How do you move up? The, the way you move up is breaking the template. You cannot be at more than uh, 50 to 60 percent uh, versus the template right now. If you are in the millions. You're just going to stay the same, right? Because I have, you alluded to it there, Don. You know, I've been yo-yoing around 1.1, 1.2, game weeks, and I just can't seem to get any higher. I think I've gone to like 1.3 something now. But like, what's the difference? You know, and that was kind of what I said when I sold the two of them. I was like, it's sink or swim. But otherwise, I'm just, no matter what Mm. happens, I am just staying at the same point. And I'm not moving any which way. Well, so. yeah, the reason, like I went Foden versus Gundo, um, as we're as we're discussing, kind of the way to move up. It pretty much my team is pretty pretty template in terms of you know the big hitters. I Kane didn't have Son, which was my other kind of risk one. But the Foden pick versus Gundogan was purely again just try to break through that one million. It's taking a little bit of a punt against you're betting against the house a little bit. In selling, in selling Bruno, in selling Salah, you're doing all that. But at our rank, you have to do something that's going to that's going to potentially Absolutely. put you over. So it's it's just I think Absolutely. it's either it's either you have go for more template, go for more differential players, or else every week try to pick a little bit more of a differential cap and not going completely like mad. I mean, Foden was a double game week player, and I'd optimistic reasons for thinking same as you had with Sterling that he was going to play you know, at least one and a half games. Um, so it was kind of one of those calculated risks. But uh, folks, let's move on because we want to cover off our three Amigos Classic League standings. Normally this is PJ's position on the pod. He's, um, he does it in, in, in unique style. But um, Kylie, you're going to fill in for PJ tonight. Yes, that's right. I, I cannot mimic 
his uh, very interesting radio host uh, with a sometimes French accent style. Mm-hmm. But I, I think will... you should do it like Crocodile Dundee style, Kylie. <laughs> I, I, I don't do that. Because <laughs> you know what it is? It's like a fear that my accent would then stay that way somehow and I, I couldn't go through life that way. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have, so it's the top five, yeah? All right. So we actually, we have a top six this week in very exciting fashion uh, because we have two in joint fifth. The first, moving up from seventh place, is Mr. Ben Wyatt with Up the Ox. And he is joined by Jonathan Strack, that's Slumdog Mignolet, who stayed at five. He's clinging to fifth by his toenails there. Um, Then in fourth place, having dropped down from second, is Christophe Chavon. That is obviously PJ's favourite person um, with the sidings. Still in third place is our friend Paul, that's at Sky Player in FPL. And then in second place, with a very difficult to pronounce name, and I apologise in advance, is uh, Daginge Stenhog. That's been butchered, absolutely, and I think it's Stenhog United. But very exciting for uh, him or her, because they've moved up from eighth place to second with 93 points this week. And then, of course, our fearless leader, Diraj Reddy, with martial law, remains in first place uh, by a good margin. He's about 40 points ahead of second place. Mm. He had a little bit. His, uh, his cushion got eaten into a little bit this week. But um, Jonathan Strack is actually um, another regular listener as well. and He's often one yeah. that sends in listener questions. So good to see him up he there near add- the top. He wanted. To, he he said, "What can I do to get to 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 top five so my name can be called that?" And there you go. That's what you can do, Jonathan. And, 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 mm. and now he's he's uh, he's mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mersey, normally this is the time of the podcast where I hand the mic over to you, but I I know you're there puffing away in your shisha, so you're seriously chilled. Mm. Do you have any rant for us this week, or will we just move on with our? Uh, just a quick one. Just a quick go one. On, I don't go know, first. Know, some people might have noticed that I'm not on Twitter. That's not of choice, even though I've, I've kind of scaled back a little bit. But it's because the, the high, uh, uh, you know, the high powers decided that me telling a, a troll to go slap themselves, look in the mirror and then wash their hands was um, promoting suicide. In no terms or means, by in any means, do I ever uh, promote self-harm or suicide. So please don't do it. Go look at, look at yourself in the mirror, then wash your hands. Don't slap yourself. Um, in my appeal, I told them they were pathetic um, to to allow racism and trolls and uh, deal and uh, ban me. And probably it was the quickest reply to any appeal because within a minute I got a reply saying no, it's standing for, and I and I got a weak ban. So there we go. That's my rant. It's about Twitter. Pathetic. Pathetic. Maza. Good stuff, Mersey. Um, folks, let's move on with our T3A roundtable. Um, tonight we have two topics that we want to cover. Um, the the team that's on everyone's lips and everyone's mind at the moment because they are in good form is Spurs, um, especially Gareth Bale in terms of adding another option to the to the existing duo of Kane and Son. But um, Kylie, I might come to you first on this. I personally, you know, we were talking about the move. Obviously, a lot of people move between um, move Bruno onto Son because he does he doesn't blank in game week twenty nine. 
And they were, you know, they, they didn't turn out too badly for that in this past game week. But in terms of Bale then adding a third option there, how many Spurs do you realistically think coming up to this blank game week and coming in 28 uh, people should own? Uh, this see this this one's really hard. I, I think if we didn't have the twenty nine blank, I re- I don't think people would be quite as open to uh, tripling up on Spurs attack. Obviously because of limited options there, and you know given the form that they've had the last two game weeks, that suddenly looks a really compelling option. And it, it's like we've forgotten how terrible Spurs were previously. But, I mean, we do have to factor in that that Bale wasn't playing regularly before. So, you know, can we expect this from uh, Spurs' attack going forward? Uh, Maybe. I think we'll we'll see them be better, but I don't necessarily think we're going to see them be, you know, the most attacking team. Their opposition has been pretty good in the last few weeks. Yeah, it it, it has. Um, Good good as in for Spurs. (laughs) Good for Spurs. Yeah, Yeah. a little asterisk. I think it absolutely makes sense to have two. The sort of obvious ones, of course, being Kane and Son, and that's largely driven by ownership. Um, But also the fact that they're very reliable, and they're reliable in terms of their minutes. You can trust that they're going to be flogged. Whereas Bale, while extremely compelling, I mean, in the last two game weeks, he's got 33 points, right? So I think it's like four goals and one assist he's got. Um, but he's played 69 minutes in the last couple. I think it was 65 and then it was about 45. So that would be the last four. Mm. Um, so I think with Bale, you can't, it, his minutes are going to be managed, right? We, we know that. I think if they run a mark, then you can expect him to be coming off earlier. He may end up staying a little bit longer on, um, you know, if they're, they're sort of struggling for the goal. I think is that sort of, I wouldn't say he's high risk, but he's riskier than the yeah. others, but has high reward because, again, that that ownership mm. is really high with the other two. It certainly is. Yeah, but Bale does, like, that's one thing, as, as you're saying there, I think it's the risk-reward. It's the game time, particularly between Son, because I think Kane, realistically, at, kind of, among the forwards, Vardy, you know, and Leicester may be a little bit struggling now without Madison and without Barnes in their, in the midfield. It's Kane is obviously is kind of head and shoulders, in my opinion, probably. Yeah, whereas Son, my my opinion, kind of Bale offers a real differential to Son. To people like yeah. like we're talking about, you know, going Foden versus Gundogan, you're taking a risk on minutes, but you have that potential explosive upside. But um, what do you think, Marzi, on the Bale Son debate? Um, personally, as if you're if you are down low, if Bale does offer a massive a massive um, potential jump in rank if he bangs and Son is a quiet day. Um, no, I I agree. I think. Um... I think uh, Spurs are going for it. I think they have not nothing to lose. They want to try and get in the top four. And the only way to get into the top four is by uh, playing their best team. And Bale, Son and Kane is a scintillating attack. It's as simple as that. Um, I wouldn't be swapping one for the other because I think in every game, all of them could be involved. Uh, Son maybe was a bit unlucky in the last game. Uh, the game before that, he was the one who benefited the most. 
But uh, if you look at their fixtures, they've got Arsenal, Villa and Newcastle. I mean, three nice fixtures, like Arsenal with Derby, the high-scoring game I'm, I'm expecting. Uh, you've got Villa away. Villa have not been firing, I would say. I know Martinez is the love child of everybody at the moment and the hot topic, and I think he will be a, a difficult keeper to beat. But I think Spurs will definitely play the th- those three guys. Um, and then Newcastle, I mean, they are struggling, absolutely struggling. So you could easily go for for these guys. Then they've got United at home. So you could actually then maybe get after 30, um, swap, swap, swap one out. So I don't see an issue. I think it'll be uh, having the three of them will be uh, compound differential, as we say, right? Um, the, obviously, the fact that they played the extra game is, is nice. They have a European game. And Mourinho already said that the team will, uh, he will change the team. I think the team sheet is very, very important. Bale starts in Europe. I don't think he will start at the weekend, um, personally. If, they don't, if the three of them don't, or at least Bale doesn't, then I think Bale will start. In the, and and I, I feel he will not start the three. I know that it's their best chance. He, they might be on the bench. I don't really know who they play, and I'm mm. not really interested in Europa. Maybe I will be next year. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if... if the one that does not start or the two that don't start are definite for the derby. The third, it just depends who plays or not because Son seems to just play. I can see Son playing 45 minutes then coming off like mm. he's done before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't see like Bale starting. Other, it's like that other match um, where they ran an absolute mark and he absolutely, obviously, a Bale was taken. So this was the when Bale got his whole massive hole, the first one, right? 19 points, yeah. whatever. Um and in the double game week. And um, he took Bale off at, you know, 60-something minutes and absolutely could have taken Son off. Um, didn't. He played, yeah. Son's been playing 90 every week. So yeah. it's strange. Like, you would think that's a perfect, you're four up or something. That's a perfect opportunity yeah. to rest the guy who's not had a rest in forever. Um, but he still he still didn't do it. So, but I do, I agree with you completely that I think as far as Bale goes, um, who is a very exciting option. And I mean, I think if you have all three of those, you're going to be involved in all of the goals because they are all going to be involved in in the goals being scored. What is actually interesting um, on Son, right? Because obviously we've seen monster hauls from Kane and Bale in the last couple of weeks. Son has done respectably. It just looks not as impressive when compared to the other two. Um, but his, if you compare him the last couple of uh, game weeks to sort of across the rest of the season, you can see that while his goal threat hasn't sort of massively changed, um, his, certainly his shot accuracy has, has dropped a bit. But what's really different is that he's playing a much more creative role. So... He's creating chances at basically double the rate he was over the course of sort of game weeks 1 to 25. Um, so it's like every 27 minutes over the last couple versus 48 then. Um, and critically, in the last few games, he's averaged uh, two big chances created per match versus an average of 0.3 per match over the season. So like it's quite dramatically a more creative role. Um, And that's during the period that we're seeing Bale come in and Bale having all of this goal involvement. So they, they remind me of the SAS Suarez, SSS Suarez, Sturridge, uh, Sterling. 
uh, at Liverpool, those three. And I think they will get the points. So I'm definitely considering that. Just, you know, I, I think those three are absolutely um, on fire at the moment. Mm, Would yeah. you agree, just quickly, that probably the only roadblock to people, because, I mean, it, it makes sense to sort of, there's definitely a reason why you could bring uh, the third, if it's Bale or Son or whoever you don't have, bring them in, particularly ahead of um, game week 29, and then kind of sell one of them I, after. But I would think that the biggest roadblock for a lot of people is um, not wanting to sell their sellers or Brunos or whoever it, it is to fund that. I think it makes a big difference about chips because if you go a triple, if you're wildcarding right after the blank, for instance, then it obviously adds you the flexibility that you can go yeah. in and you can just basically dead end into that um, blank week. So having the three of them makes a ton of sense there. People who are free hitting, it's probably not as much because they're probably going to own them for the blank game week anyway and then be able to kind of reset back again afterwards. But it's but yeah, the, the triple up is really tempting. But I think one well, mentioned before we actually move on to basically kind of who we will be looking at for game week 28, because I think a lot of people are maybe taking their eye off 28 a little bit, looking straight on to the blank, whereas we do have an opportunity this week um, to basically get ourselves ready for 29, but also obviously maximize the returns in that week. Um, but they, apparently Bale, like literally Mourinho and Bale look across at each other and Mourinho is looking for Bale to give him the signal that he's feeling a bit leggy because obviously Bale is still working up his fitness. Um, so that is one thing to kind of bear in mind with them. I think Mourinho seems to be happy to to leave him on until Bale basically tells him that, you know, I need to come off or I want to come off or I'm feeling Yeah, feeling I think he'll play 60 to 70, between 60 and 70. Every game, yeah. If you, th- if you think, every league game, if you think he will deliver then, then I think it's a chance. Look, where, where, what are, let's wrap it up on this. I think if you have the free hit or the wild card, it makes absolute sense. If you don't, like myself maybe and Kylie, it's a decision that you need to make. And I agree with Kylie. The block is, for me, for example, now I've sold Bruno, right? I don't intend on selling Salah. I still have Barnes and I have money in the bank. So Barnes will be my route to bail, which means I still keep Salah, whether I want to keep him or not. That's mm. another point. Um, if for those who have to sell one of the premiums to get bail in, it's a decision that you have to make of the two games versus the one and then how you're going to go back to them in 30, 31, etc. And don't forget, Spurs blank in 33. So if you don't have a wild card and you have three Spurs and three City, that's six players that you need to move. You'll be using your transfers. At least yeah. three, at least three of them. Of course, they are expensive players, so there'll be plenty of options, plenty of fish in the sea. But you have to make, you have to have a plan to lose minimum three players and have a strong bench to swap the other three in for 33, which is not a lot of time, by the way. No, we'll catch up on us very quickly. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, folks, um, our next roundtable topic is basically, as I said earlier on, Game Week 28 is just around the corner this weekend. We could see a little bit of rotation in it. But people are kind of looking to line their teams up for 29, but also to basically, as I said, there's some tasty fixtures there, Chelsea leads among them. Um, in 28 that people can look to to um, to maximize the returns from so Marzi come for you on this one first um, I want to first of all cover off those with no free hit so this this game week definitely it does depend your strategy will definitely depend on what you're planning on doing in 29 because if you don't have a free hit chip of course you're going to be looking to bring in a player that is going to not blank in 29. So it'll kind of narrow your choices down a little bit. But who are the main options um, that you're looking at at the moment? 
Yeah, so outside the Spurs players, which we just discussed, um, it's an interesting one. I think, um, definitely, I agree with you, by the way. If you do not have a free hit or wild card, you need to be thinking about 29, especially if you don't have around eight to nine players already. Uh, Grealish might be back. A lot of us have sold him. It could be a nice and easy transition from Barnes if you still have him. Um, uh, to be honest, uh, apart from that, I mean, I'm looking at the play at the teams that are playing. Um, if you want to go differential, you've got um, uh, Arsenal. They've got they've got uh, nice games coming up. We said the derby. I think it will be a high scoring game. Um, so again, if you're thinking of uh, if you're fed up with the with the Bruno or the Salah, uh, you could go to Aubameyang or, or the Saka. Uh, Aubameyang seems to be scoring, not not explosive, but 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 getting returns. Uh, West Ham West Ham are a very solid team going for top four playing really good football a lot of us probably still have some of their players um, so you know you've got your Antonio your Suchek uh, Cresswell unbelievable um, I think he's near the top of the of the defenders um, obviously you've got I think uh, he is top actually yeah, probably, yeah it wouldn't surprise me uh, unbelievable uh, I had him at some stage sold him before the last flags which I regret um, and then you've got you've got the the team that is loved by everybody and hated at the same time because of what they've done to us, uh, Leeds. So mm. again, you know, Leeds have a really uh, you know Leeds are Leeds, right? They're gonna sometimes they're gonna outplay teams, sometimes they're just gonna get hammered. But they have some good fixtures. I think they uh, they they're playing Fulham's who are good defensively, but I think Leeds will just attack, attack, attack. And they have a, a, a Sheffield United in game week thirty. Unfortunately, I believe the Blades are joining, uh, are going down. Um, so I think they're a team to target, even if they don't concede a lot of goals. But I still, again, think that attacking powers of Leeds could uh, see, see, see them damage uh, the Blades with all the injuries that they have. And again, Leeds have tougher fixtures after, so you need to think about coming off. Um, it's interesting that the cheaper teams, I don't think, have that nice a game. So, you know, uh, uh, Leeds are playing Fulham. Brighton have a nice game, actually. Um, sorry, I, I, let me just quickly check who they're playing. Um, I believe they are playing Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. that's what, so Newcastle at home for Brighton is probably one of the uh, nicest games for Brighton. You know, Brighton are one of those teams that absolutely need to win. They need to start winning. They're playing good football. Uh, I, I don't even know what their XG is, uh, but it's probably uh, <laughs> over five. <laughs> but they're not scoring. X heartbreak, right? all that. It, it, it's, it's very crazy. painful owning them. It is painful. It is painful. But with the injuries at Newcastle, you expect high, a nice high chance of getting a clean sheet mm. uh, and even maybe scoring some goals. So um, a lot of us. They're going to be a nice godsend for the for the free hitters. I'm planning on having a bit of a look at the. Uh, I was saying on um, to somebody earlier on the week that a, a Brighton triple up in defence for uh, on the free hit is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, is I, I the brought place. in a Brighton defender for 29 because I saw who they were playing. Mm. So hopefully, you know, Kylie gets her dunk goal that she was robbed off, and I'll get something out of uh, uh, Burn hope, or hope, whoever I have. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are the, the the kind of players that I'll be looking at. Yeah. Um, uh, go on, Kylie. Sorry, I was just I was just going to say it's an interesting one um, because I do feel like outside of the Spurs ones, if, if you're in that situation where you're kind of having to think about 29 uh, while thinking about 28, um, quite a few of the options that you would want for sort of 29 or whatever. Um, don't really look that great to bring in. Like, lots of people have leads anyway, so they're probably not bringing them in. But they do play Chelsea this week, who are um, joint best defence uh, alongside Fulham, side note. Um, and, you know, that's so that's not really a great fixture. You have Fulham themselves, who 
obviously have been fantastic defensively. They've got three clean sheets, uh, one goal conceded in the the last few, and uh, only at uh, last four, sorry, and only seven um, shots on target conceded. That is identical to Chelsea, by the way, which is very rare for all those metrics to be exactly the same. Um, so Fulham look really good to bring in as well, but again, they play City. They play in City. Yeah. That doesn't look good. <laughs> Lingard is another popular choice. He's not playing this week because West Ham are playing his parent club, United. So it, it is like Spurs, if you want to bring Spurs in because um, you want them and they are playing against Arsenal, fair enough. But some of the other ones that you want with that game week 29 view on, it is a little bit tricky. Mm. Uh, so I think like personally for myself, uh, obviously in that boat, I'm not playing any chips. don't have any uh, other than triple captain in the future at some point, but I'm having to think about 29. Uh, and I'm saving a transfer this week because I am interested in those guys, but it just doesn't make sense to bring them in yeah. this particular week. Well, I'll, well, I'll wrap it up with for people who do not have the free hit but have, um, you know, looking at transfers. If you already have eight or nine players, which many people do, do not ignore 28. There's some Definitely. good fixtures. We just said Chelsea are playing Leeds. We know how Leeds concede. We know how Leeds don't like players running at them. Timo Werner is actually trying to find form. I mean, he had so many chances uh, in the last game and he, he will haul at some stage. And uh, I am con- thinking about him because I already, I already have eight players. So uh, the move that I'll make will bring me my ninth and I'm happy with nine players, happy with ten. But I don't want to just put... I might still be doing just the move that has uh, the player that plays tw- twice, so 28 and 29 versus just 28. Um, the, the, the other one is uh, Leicester playing Sheffield United. Leicester are fine, uh, obviously need to stay in the top four. They just had a, a, an important win. And Vardy against Sheffield United again, he, he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. He loves scoring against them, right? I've heard some people that want to captain him. Makes sense. Um, you know, a, a great option. Um, uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention those. Mm-hmm. Southampton playing Brighton. Southampton have been, you know, they just scored a couple of goals against um, City. I'm not, say, I'm not saying they are the ones to go to, but if you still, you know, if, if, if you want uh, an out-of-the-option uh, box, uh, out-of-the-box uh, uh, option. <laughs> doing exactly like I said he would on the last yeah. podcast. I, I, I said that on the last podcast. You're taking my words, Kylie, here. <laughs> I, I said he would go on. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last one is Villa playing Newcastle. Obviously, Villa playing 29 as well. We just mentioned Newcastle and how bad they are. If Grealish is back, could be a great option. Keep Watkins if you still have him. Mm. Um, and then, um, yeah, obviously Martinez in the nets. So, yeah. yeah. Nice one. And Mersey, you just mentioned Chelsea. And I know that they're a team that are definitely appealing to a lot of people who do hold the free hit. Further game tw- game week twenty eight fixture against Leeds looks like it could be a lot of goals in that one, um, especially for going Chelsea's direction. Uh, Chelsea's defense looks great, so not holding too much hope for the Leeds assets. But um, Kylie, people with free hits, um, they're obviously looking maybe at a broader spectrum of players um, because they don't have to worry about that game week twenty nine blank. Um, is there any other options that you want to throw at us? Yeah, the one that actually tickles my fancy a little bit from from Chelsea. I know there's all the Verners and the Mounts and and so on, but um, I I did sort of reference uh, Chelsea uh, joint best defence uh, recently, but actually for a longer period. Um, and I think Alonso looks like 
vintage not Giroud tickles your fancy and not Giroud well oh he tickles God. my other fancy trail. That, that's actually <laughs> but you know what I mean anyway Alonso tickles a different fancy right an FPL fancy um he's a nostalgia pick for sure but he has looked really good I, I'm not saying that I think he's going to play every single match. You know, I think that he will miss the odd one. But I, I do think, by and large, he's preferred. Like, if you want no risk, then Rudiger, I know he's he's just been rested there, but he, he seems to be sort of the safest pick. Um, and Alonso isn't cheap. But over the last four, he's had nine attempts with four on target. And we just, you know what, particularly someone in my sort of shoes who's, really struggling to to gain ground. I think you have to have a bit of fun. Like, it can get – this season has been really hard in that not a lot has gone right. Um, and I feel like sometimes you just have to pick the fun, fun ones. And Alonso is fun to own because he can threaten at any moment. So he's someone that has the ability to get you clean sheets mm. and has – very high upside from an attacking perspective and they have an amazing run like they've got leads I know they blanked then but then they've got West Brom Crystal Palace and Brighton I mean that is just delightful and they're, and they're the best defense in the league like so you yeah. have to fancy a ton now the the other options in defense it's very hard to pick because yeah. the rotation has been bananas back there hasn't it for I know everyone the number of uh, disaster cases of people saying they took out someone when he lost his place and put in another one and then they lost their place and it's like a a merry-go-round of torture (laughs) trying to pick who's going to play you have to have a respectable backup I think Mm. but like a lot of people who've bench boosted would so that is Sort of a yeah, and and them kind of defenders, they tend not to come on if they're you know if they if they don't start, they they don't tend to not be substituted on. So as you said, if you have decent coverage, um, Chelsea defense and Rudiger in particular, like the value he he offers is um is unbelievable. But as Alonso does offer so much attacking possibilities, isn't he? He does indeed. He's very exciting. Maybe you should captain him next. Don worked no, out with Foden. I think I'll just go with Bale, maybe. But we'll get onto that one shortly, Kylie. So we'll, we won't, we won't, we won't uh, let the cat out of the bag too early. Um, any other players that are kind of appealing um, for those with the free hit? It's kind of a t- difficult one, isn't it? Because uh, there's, as Mara's mentioned, like Leeds is or Leicester are kind of an option that are, um, you know, yeah. they have it. They have a good fixture. They're probably top of the pile. Definitely, I would say Leicester are, are, are an option. Um, Chelsea, yeah, I mean, they, they, look, there's some good games. Um, uh, to be honest, but free hitting or not, you can still you can still get uh, uh, Villa boys if you don't have them playing Newcastle. Um, the lads, we move on to the listener questions, and then we want to kick on with our captain picks and our game week transfers. Cool, yeah. So we do have some listener questions. So uh, we mentioned him earlier, Jonathan Strack, uh, our friend at JStrack One. Is it time for Kane, Bale and Son? Is there a risk Bale is due to rest? Though would, would you recommend Salah to Aubameyang, who plays in 29? But also is a risk of rotation due to Arsenal's focus appearing to be Europa? Look, we touched a lot on the Spurs boys. I would say Spurs are also probably going to be wanting to do well in Europa. So watch out for the team sheet. What do we think about Arsenal, guys? Because I, I see a lot of discussion about Aubameyang and uh, Arteta does rotate a lot. And a lot of people are saying, well, Saka gives you the same. You know, it's, it's like the Gondo and KDB mm. is the Saka and Aubameyang. 
But so, isn't well, it just equally a threat that Saka will get rotated? Absolutely. It is, but he's a young player. It's just that he's not tying up so much of your budget, I guess, yeah. is the main advantage with him. Yeah. Um, and you're getting the same potential returns from him, but if he does, then you're more well, I just think, I honestly don't think, <clears throat> like, like, I think if they blanked in 29, people wouldn't be talking about them. Because I do think that that's, well, or not as much. I agree. Right? Yeah. Because I agree. I agree. Like, Traditional top six, you know, Aubameyang has conveniently started to bring a bit of form together and they play in 29. And obviously our options are very limited in 29. So I think if you removed that, given the rotation potential for Europa, like they, mm. Arsenal haven't been compelling options for the majority of this season. I'm looking forward to getting Saka in at some stage, but that's it's, Saka, it's, but. A great, it's a great point, though, that... Sometimes it's it's a good thing to actually look at. Would I be really considering moving Bruno out for this player if it is he didn't have the if he wasn't if he wasn't playing in yeah. the blank game week? It's a good way to look at things. Yeah, especially if you don't have the wild card. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, FBL Limerick at Dave sees it FBL. Uh, he loves uh, his uh, lyrics and he sends in another one. I'm gonna try and do his, it li- his limericks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Did Bruno out and went for Son, a transfer that went a little wrong. Is Salah to bail another fail, or will, will I be number one? You'll be number one, FPL Limerick. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Salah to bail. So we talked about bail a lot. Would you sell Salah for him? I already have. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. You know, what was I, your decision? My decision, what, my decision basically is um, that... Liverpool now, they look good in the Champions League tonight, but the main reason is at the moment, I think they have, they're, they're just not clicking, especially in, in the league. They just seem to have, um, there seem to be something a little bit wrong. You know, me and you talk about it enough, Mersey. Um, no, and don't. and <laughs> to be honest with you, if, if Salah blows up and he starts hammering in hat-tricks, there won't be a happier man in the world than me. And... I can always get him back in a couple of weeks. Worst case scenario. It's it's one of those ones, as Kylie was talking about earlier on, sometimes these decisions are based on where you are and what you're trying to do. And taking a little bit of a risky punt on on a player like Bale for a couple of weeks over over Salah, um, it, it just strikes me as kind of just one of those ones that I want to do. As much as I do have the free hit, and I hadn't really planned on doing it, but having watched Bale in the last few weeks, I want a little bit of a piece of that, and I don't own San at the moment, so that's yeah, my you like the ponytail, don't you? Well, mm. I mean, look, if, if we look at the fixtures, and I completely agree with you on Liverpool, we just look, the heads are down. It's weird, right? Because obviously we can use excuse, uh, injuries as an excuse for a while, but I, I think there's a lot more than that. Um, the fact that we don't also have leadership for me on it. I mean, Wunderlum is a, is a great player, but absolutely not a great captain. Missing Henderson and Van Dijk on the pitch, talking to people. People underestimate the importance of a great captain, and we're seeing this. Heads are down with some of these players. Some great players are just not good captains and might not be, able, might not be shouting at players enough. If you look at Liverpool, they've got Wolves away, Blank, Arsenal, Aston Villa and Leeds. Apart from Leeds, I would say we're playing... You know, Wolves are not shipping in a lot of goals. Arsenal will be a tough game. And Villa, well, they hammered us seven at, at their home. So, it's an Anfield, we've lost six, six on the trot. What's interesting is this, the, the, then the turning fixtures from 33. And that's the reason I want to talk about it. You've got Newcastle, forget United, United is a one-off. Then you've got Newcastle at home, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home. That's a huge... Like, we need that to be a strong finish for Liverpool from an, 
from Liverpool fan point of view. But also, I think it's a great, could be a great one for Salah if he if he gets his form back. Mm. We talked about 33, where we said Spurs and City will blank. So if you do sell Salah, there's an opportunity for you to bring him back, whether you're on uh, wild card or not. The, okay, you might have some value in him, but right now, to be honest, there's so many. You have a lot of money when you sell the City and Spurs players in 33 to bring Salah back. So I think I agree with you. If you're higher rank or if you're trying to break into the 50k and the 10k, maybe it's a risk to take to to, to punt on somebody else and bring Salah back when Liverpool get the form back. Mm, that's no great points there. And and one other thing with Salah is, of course, we saw the last day with Mane getting rested. And if Liverpool do tend to focus more on the Champions League and look to kind of get through these fixtures with resting one of their front three in different games, then, you know, there is a there is a rotation risk there, as much as we're talking about Bale with limited minutes. That might be the case with Salah for a couple of these weeks um, as we get through to the international break, when hopefully they'll all kind of recharge their batteries a little bit. But, um, yeah, the fixtures definitely do turn for Liverpool then, and um, I'd be looking to get Mo back. But um, it's he might well not, he might well only be gone for two weeks. To be honest, which I might have a heart attack when he hammers in a hat trick and have to re rejig it. But look, um, these are the risks you have to take sometimes. Agree. Right, Morpheus Fire at Morpheus Fire, Kylie. I'm going to come to you on this one. Which teams are likely to be on the beach first, and which are likely to heavy rotate because of one Europe, two the beach, three Pep? <laughs> so he mentioned City. Uh, thoughts on. So, thoughts of when top target beach teams and how to compensate for late season rotation. So, a couple of discussions here. Obviously, look, there's no point guessing, second guessing the Pep Roulette. That, that's all I'm going to say on, on Pep. I want, I, want, I want to talk to you about the beach. What do you think teams that are either already know they're going down, like Blades, or teams that are safe, you know, the Palace, the Southampton, etc. Where, where would you go? What, what do you think about beach teams? Or is it too yeah. early to think about the beach? Um, maybe not. I mean, you, you kind of look at the table and you can see which ones are going to be. There's obviously a bit of a scrap that we're going to expect at the bottom, and that's more in that sort of full and bright Newcastle space um, in terms of who's going to go down with uh, West Brom and, and Sheffield United. But you look above that, you know, Burnley is sort of at 30 points. Southampton at 33, then Palace, you know, they look like prime beachy suburbs to me. Um, like, I just think that they're already pretty decent teams to target, right, anyway, regardless, and that's why they're apparently trying. So God knows when they just go, oh, stuff it, we're actually going to be all right. Um, we'll just coast through. So I think that it, it is that sort of just above the relegation zone, but comfortably outside of European football spaces that are usually the ones to target as far as being on the beach, right? Because the motivation, yeah. while it's probably too early, I think they can still scramble for a decent finish. We are going to be swiftly approaching that period. Um, and they are the ones that you can, you can target uh, as far as, having your players play against them, right, because they're free mm. of motivation. Um, and we see we yeah. see each year that that sort of happens. Um, and then conversely, of course, we have uh, football teams scrapping for uh, safety, right? And again, that's, that's your Fulham, Brighton. Now, I mean, I don't think Newcastle have much of a fight to put up, but, I mean, I think Fulham and Brighton, Fulham are already showing it, right? They, yeah, the yeah, absolutely. They are 
busting a gut. I mean, Brighton have played really well and haven't got the results um, that reflect how they've played. They've, they've got to be the most cursed football team at the moment. Um, but you, you can see the fight there, right? Um, and then yeah, but to be honest with Brighton, with Brighton, apart from their defenders, for uh, to be on the bench and play them they, against the weaker teams, I wouldn't really. I wouldn't really look at the players, would you? Because Trossard is a disaster. And yeah, exactly. The rest of them. But their, their defence, you know, is, is decent, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's a whole host that are in the mix for um, for European football. Right? There's like quite a number of them that, you know, where it, it's still in reach and obviously Champions League places. I mean, how we've got West Ham right up there in the mix, you know, um, Everton yep. not far behind them, so it it's going to make for I think other than City, right? Who you know I think will rotate priority will be Champions League. He's hard to predict at the best of times. They now have a fully fit squad and it's a disaster basically. Um, yeah. Outside of them, I think everyone else has a lot to fight for, um, mm. and and will fight. I would expect to see them fight. Yeah, and quickly on the Europa teams that are playing in Europa right now, I, I think we touched on it, Spurs and Arsenal. The good thing is, obviously, uh, you know, do you want Arsenal players? You will know before who plays on Thursday and then those that do, do the big ones that play probably might be rotated on the Sunday. But I'll, to be honest, I'll probably uh, Arsenal players are easy to avoid or you have a holding or a soccer who are cheap and you can live with, it, with them on the bench if you have uh, some, some sort of cover. So, last question, FBL King Con and FBL King Con. Uh, only wild card remaining. Plan to use in 31. What do I need to consider to best work around 33? That's the game where City and Spurs blank. Uh, Kylie, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't want to be all in on, on City at the moment. I mean, we've sort of already alluded to the fact that um, Champions League will be a priority. Uh, they are well clear in the league and they have a fully fit squad other than Nathan Ake, I believe. So perhaps already very difficult to decipher as far as who is going to play. We're seeing a lot of rotation. The defence even, which sort of seemed the kind of most stable part, is seeing a lot of um, rotation, Cancelo and Stones in particular. Um, And it's also worth noting, you know, a lot of people would have had a triple up on City that included two defenders. Um, like a legacy from before. But City haven't kept a clean sheet in their last four games. They're conceding just enough goals to be very annoying. Um, that does coincide, by the way, with Laporte sort of coming back into the mix. And I'm not saying he's to blame for everything, but I kind of secretly feel that way. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, that sort of absolute rock of uh, defence with, with Stones and Diaz playing like every single game it is not the case anymore. There's a lot of, of, of mixing up. And they've, like, Ferran Torres, we completely forgot, existed. He's back playing. Sterling's only played one game in each of the two back-to-back double game weeks. Um, De Bruyne are back from injury. I just think it's really, really hard. And I think you should be downgrading your city ownership and identifying opportunities elsewhere. That's not to say avoid completely. Yeah. Look, I, I just looked at the fixtures for 33. And in, in the wild card, I agree with you. I think you go to City and maybe to Spurs. I think that's more than enough. That's four players. Now, just quickly looking at the fixtures. Aston Villa are playing West Brom. You could easily have a cheap defender from Aston Villa um, to, to cover your bench. 
Um, Leicester are playing Crystal Palace. You can have a, a Leicester player. Sheffield United, Brighton. You can have a Brighton defender. Put them on the bench. Play them in that game week to, to, to replace your City or your Spurs player. And then the last game, Wolves Burnley. You can have a Burnley defender for 4.3 or 4.5. Uh, Lawton or something like that. Again, put them on the bench. It's going to be a weaker team, but a lot of people will be in the same position. So I would say focus on your wild card. Forget about 33. You're going to have, you should have definitely probably two players from City, two players from Spurs because they are good teams with good attackers. But you can bench those three, play those three cheaper players in that game week because there are some good games there. And if you have the bench boost, you want to have a strong bench anyway. So I think you will have, you will find that you're covered. There's plenty of money at the moment because there's plenty of value in players uh, at Aston Villa, at Brighton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I don't, you know, look at those teams that we just mentioned and look at the fixtures and don't worry too much. But I do agree, three from City and three from Spurs is probably an overkill. Two of each is more than enough. Great answer, yeah. Yeah, and that's all what we have for. Back over to you, Don. Great stuff. And uh, apologies to our Reddit listeners because I forgot to pull up the um, the message looking for Shocking questions behavior. tonight. Terrible, terrible behavior. Um, folks, let's move on to... as uh, Captain picks are definitely this season have an awful lot of game weeks have pivoted based on your, your game week, your uh, game week captain because um, it can definitely put you over the top when your captain does return or if he does blank. But come to you first Kylie on it what's your plan of action you're thinking you're going to be rolling a transfer personally if you when since you don't have your free hit i think probably that is the best the best policy but um what's what's likely do you think um what any decisions that might kind of sway your decision in that anything that might happen maybe in the in the europa league games and who's likely to be your captain for this game week um i don't think it's likely to change too much um because as it stands, I, I, my team is, is strong. I mean, I, like I just bench sure for 14 points, right? So last thing I want to be doing is bringing in someone else who looks good for this game week when I've already got a bench headache uh, for game week 28 as it stands. Um, so I am, and as I mentioned earlier, the kind of targets that I'm quite interested in, don't not all of them play. Or, or have an ideal fixture in this game week. So kind of saving makes sense. Um, far as captaincy is concerned, it's one of those funny ones, right? Because I look at my team, I've got Triple City, uh, including two attackers, one of whom in the form of Sterling was just fully rested again. So typically I would look at that and go, oh, okay, they have uh, Fulham who are scrapping to get out of relegation. Surely this looks like a great shot for Sterling. I mean, as I said, Fulham are joint best uh, in the league at the moment defensively alongside Chelsea. I'm not saying that I don't think City will score. I think they will. But it isn't the gimme that it looks on paper. And I have enough concerns over who I own from City in general. There is a case to just kind of overlook that and, and go for the the derby, right, the North London derby, because um, obviously Spurs are in form. I have Son and Kane at the moment. Um, Kane is in exceptional form. Frankly, they, they all are over the last couple of games. But, I mean, if you're looking at the opposition that they have, not only is this a, a compelling match for them, they obviously want to win. It's a derby. But also Arsenal's quite average to sort of bottom half of the table across pretty much all defensive metrics, right? And they've no clean sheets in their last four games. So definitely a worse defence than the Fulham team that City are facing. 
And importantly, because this is Arsenal and, you know, it's quite comical, but they are uh, worst for defensive errors and, most importantly, defensive errors that lead to goals over the last four with two. And, I mean, they have David Luiz, right? So you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spurs could play against three men by the end of the, by the, end of the game. Yeah. So I think... For me, having had quite a yo-yo experience recently, I'm quite tempted to just go and stick it on Kane. Yeah, no, Ken Kane has a great record against Arsenal, so it's always yeah, a, always yeah. a good shout. And his attempts are crazy at the moment. He's had like 13 attempts on goal in mm. the last four games. Yeah, no, the uh, Spurs definitely look hot coming into this one. Um, Arsenal fans won't be looking forward to it. But um, but you never know. In a derby, anything can happen. Um, and um, so there, there is several different options, Marzi. As Kylie mentioned there, the Spurs boys definitely are putting their hands up. Mo, good performance tonight. Liverpool looked decent in the Champions League, but their league form has been woeful. Are you possibly looking at him or even Bruno maybe um, against West Ham? Both, both of them could, hey, could do well. Yeah, you can't you can't overlook Bruno just because of his ownership, and this is the annoying thing, and why I think and I shouldn't probably have, have so it's annoying, right? Because you want to have him in your team, but you don't want him to overdo it, especially if you don't captain him. But when you don't have him in your team, you're absolutely bricking it, uh, which is really annoying. It's not the way to play the game, but it's the right way probably. It's just to have him there because of his ownership. It's ridiculous, uh, especially if he gets captain, then you don't have him at all, and he could be a prime candidate against uh, West Ham at home. Now West Ham are playing well. My hope is that they shot. You know, he, again, he only had the penalty against City, right? We don't know how they're going to play against West Ham. Let's see. They also, I think they're playing in Europa maybe next week. I'm not really sure. But he's definitely an option. Um, regarding my captain, it's been on Kane all week. I think I'm going to go with Kane just because of the derby, the way Spurs are playing. But if you want, you know, looking at other options, uh, I mentioned Villa versus Newcastle. Why not? They have so many injuries. Watkins. Are you going to say Watkins? Yeah. Say if is, especially if Grealish is back. Mm. Um, the other one I was thinking is Chelsea versus Leeds. We talked about Leeds and how they let in chances. Their keeper still about 16 years old. Timo could be. I was thinking about him, but yeah, again, it would be for a hit. Do I want to? Do, do I want to have a hit? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm torn between which three that I want to have for 29. Is it Kane, Watkins, and Bamford, which was my original plan, or Kane? Watkins and Antonio, who I have now. I kind of feel like I want Bamford back because I prefer Bamford to Antonio. So do I sell Antonio now for Werner and then just go Werner to, uh, what's his name, uh, Bamford? That's, that's kind of my thinking. Uh, hmm. But that would be for a hit because I'm definitely bringing Bale in, I, I, I think. Um, I th- so, anyway. Uh, saying, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the fact that you actually pimped out Watkins as a potential if Grealish is the back, man. have you seen Newcastle? Newcastle are awful, bless them. I know they are awful. But I'm saying, if you, if you want a differential captain, look, Watkins was actually unlucky in the last game. He, he's he, un- he's extremely unlucky. I'm he not is. disputing that, but he's so unlucky that he's immune to scoring goals. <laughs> Kylie, Kylie knows <laughs> about unlucky, like so. Uh, yeah, well, it's basically it's like would, would you yeah. would you captain Kylie this game week? Basically, is what you're what you're <laughs> yeah. suggesting. Um, <laughs> Look, uh, Everton are playing Burnley. I mean, I've just sold Calvin Lewin. He annoyed all of us in the double game week. But listen, Everton are going for top four. They want to finish above Liverpool. What? A, what? A, Richarlison is another option. If you want to go differential, right? If you want to mm. go w- w- wild. And the last one we mentioned already, Leicester versus uh, the Blades. The Vardy loves scoring against them. So there's, there's quite a few options this week. For there me, is. it's definitely going to be Kane. 
there is a few there is definitely a few differential options and even even when we do like say the fixture as you said there if you fancy like going with like i said i'm considering going bail captain instead of kane um again just kind of sticking my neck out there again and seeing what happens for the crack but there there's definitely a lot of differential captain choices um, but I couldn't couldn't go wrong with with Kane to be honest with you. I was kind of a little bit irritated at myself that I didn't kind of stick with Kane um, for this game week um, because he was the one I had it on. But then I just went for the double game week Foden. Um, but but I think as as you guys have said, sometimes your initial choice you're better to kind of stick with it because if you do change it and it doesn't work out, it's kind of one of those ones that are kind of harder to take those More decisions. Annoying. Yeah. yeah, they're more irritating. But um yeah, no lots of lots of good options there and good uh good stats. Good work Kay, in particular with bringing bringing the bringing the stat knowledge to the pod. I'm just doing my bit, you know. That's it, that's it. And that's all we got time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05, Kylie, who you can find at KylieFPL, myself, who you can find at the Marple Curse, and PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey course make sure you're following our group account at three amigos fbl thanks as always for listening and your continued support adios amigos